Thank you for tuning in to Hill Country Fellowship's audio podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. For more information, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. Well, good morning again. And uh, just so you're aware with our, our baptisms, I, th- I think we have 21 uh, signed up for baptism this morning. Uh, it's going to be a great time. And so we sent them off to get their uh, T-shirts on and get, get everything ready. And they'll come make their way back in here in a little while. I think we have six different people doing the baptisms uh, for those. And we're going to be doing those uh, during the worship. So we'll, as, I, as I end today, we'll go into uh, no, meeting them and seeing who's getting baptized. And then uh, we'll be worshiping while we're having baptisms at the same time there. So it's going to be a, a great time to, to end our service with, with praise and worship and baptisms all happening uh, at one time. Uh, I, I was kind of thinking of it today. I was like, uh, we don't know exactly what it's going to all look like. It's kind of like uh, when you go to somebody's house for a party, you don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun. Uh, that's, what, <clears throat> that's what we are uh, uh, today. It's going to be a great time. And, and we're wrapping up our Easter series. So... Um, I've been looking at four words of the cross. We looked at, at uh, being set free and then forgiven and justified, made just as if you've never sinned. And today we're looking at the, the, the overflow of the cross in our lives, and, that me, and that's being called uh, by Jesus. Um, and I, and I, was, I was thinking about uh, when I really first knew that I was called by God to do something. I mean... Uh, beyond, beyond a, a relationship, beyond reading the Bible, um, just like, what are, you, what are you asking of me, God? And, and I felt this call, and I remember uh, just feeling so ill-prepared and not ready, and I looked at everybody who, and that did something, and I was like, but they're all, they've all got it together. And uh, in my mind, I, I was thinking, well, you can't, you can't really be called and, and walk that out until you've got it all together. Uh, and the Lord reminded me, uh, Scott, you'll never have it all together. Um, and I was like, yeah, but when we get saved, you know, we, we, we get saved and, 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 and then you instantly perfect us and we never have a problem the rest of our lives. That's the way it's supposed to be, right? And he's like, oh, son, you're so mistaken. And I'm thinking, well, I mean, I was a mess. And then Jesus saved me, and then I should be ready to go and never have a problem. I should be Billy Graham at that point. Uh, end of story. And the Lord's like, Scott, it's kind of like thinking when you, when you say I do at, at the altar when you get married, that you're in this lovey-dovey, never have a problem again phase, and then you have kids that make angels look second class. It's, it's like having that mentality. And I'm like, that's not it either. You know, and we, we struggle with being saved and perfected by Christ and still need to be really worked on on the potter's wheel. Uh, a friend of mine once preached a message and he said, we're all ready and not yet. I am perfected in Christ and, and still have a, a, a lot of imperfections uh, to, to work on in my life. It, it, I was watching... Uh, that, that show, The Chosen, a lot of y'all have watched it, the, the story of Jesus. Uh, it's kind of a, they've had season one. <laughs> it's kind of weird to say Jesus has seasons, but, uh, you know, on the TV show, and, uh, and it's called The Chosen. I recommend it for everybody. You should watch it as a family. Uh, so finished season one, and I think season two already had some premieres. Um, but there's this place in, I think, episode four, 
where Peter gets called. We get to know Peter's character. There's, there, there's, there's gaps filled in for the sake of, uh, you know, the, the story. Um, everything that has to do with, with, uh, with Scripture is, is in there, but then they've, they've added some, maybe this is the way it was like, or they add in culture stuff. And, and so Peter is, is always, you know, just kind of working deals. Uh, and, and, and he's struggling with the, with a life of following this guy that his brother has found and, and like, well, whatever, whoever he says he is or whoever you say he is, whatever, I'm trying to make ends meet fishing. And then we see the, the story played out, which is written in two of the gospels about Jesus teaching on a beach and they're fishing and they're not doing very good. They got nothing. And, and the boats come in and Jesus has, says, hey, can I get on your boat and, and move back a little bit? So they can hear me better, and Peter's like, whatever, I can't catch anything. And Jesus says, well, throw your net over there, and you will. And he's like, who's preacher man, you know, telling me what to do? And, and they do, and of course, we know the story. The boat almost sinks, and their friends have to come over and help them pull the stuff in. And, and Peter is just blown away. He's like, you need to get away from me. I'm wicked. And he bows, and he goes, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And then and Jesus says this, this famous this famous line from Matthew 4. He calls out to Peter and the others. He says, come follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. Come follow me and I'll take you beyond what you do for day-to-day stuff to eke a long life or just to make ends meet or to think this is the be-all, end-all of life. I'll give you something abundantly fulfilling now but eternally impacting. Jesus says, hey, just say yes. And I'll be the one to make it come to pass. I'll be your fishing guide. Uh, I'll be the, I won't just, just give you an assignment and never see you again. I will walk this with you and show you exactly what to do here. And the lesson that day for Peter, probably mostly, but also for the, the, others, the other three that were called, and the lesson for us to take is that you either choose to follow Jesus alone or you continue in your own power. There's never a gray area in Jesus. There's never a, a place where you're like, yeah, I'm going to live with, you know, in both worlds. It's, it's Jesus or not Jesus. It's, it's that we love God and then we love people or we love ourselves and we serve self. Those are our choices always in life. That's, that's what we have to choose to live out. That was what Peter faced that day. That's what all the disciples called by Jesus faced that, that day. That's what everybody who makes a decision to accept the gift of eternal life from Jesus has to, has to come to a place of going, it's you or it's me. And there's no in-between. The struggle is, but I still mess up and choose me sometimes. And Jesus says, yes, but I'm, I'm perfecting you even as my Father sees you as perfect. And you're like, what? That's hard. Peter just couldn't help but drop everything in that moment. We read it in Scripture. To follow this gracious, powerful leader who changed everything around him. And then three years later, we see what happens when Jesus is betrayed and and crucified. The season we've been remembering as the Easter resurrection season. Peter's called that one day and he follows him for three years. And then Jesus says to him, the, the, the night he's betrayed, you're going to deny me. But Peter, my plan is still my plan. You're still my plan. And, 
And so he's, he's a follower of Jesus, a firm believer in Jesus, and yet he's still being perfected along the way. That's the journey of a disciple. We don't have it all together, and we never will. The day you arrive is the day you say hello to Jesus face to face. That's the day you arrive. I'm not wanting to burst anybody's bubbles, but there you go. But we grow in him, and we're still always seen as Jesus to the Father. When he looks at you as a saved person, he sees his son. So he sees you as perfect, holy, blameless, righteous, even while he's still working on you. So three years later, we see Peter deny him. And then, and then in, in John chapter 21, we read this story of the, the, the after the resurrection of Peter being, being, uh, being confronted by Jesus. And it's an, it's an amazing story there in John 21. And it's the basis uh, of today's, today's message is that Peter had been called. Peter had failed miserably and denied Jesus. And then, and then Peter was restored to the call on his life as he was forgiven. The call was still the same, even though he denied Jesus at his darkest hour. So in this story, we, we, most of us know the story. He's on the beach with Jesus, and Jesus asks him three times, do you love me? And Peter responds each time, yes, you know I do. Come on, Jesus, this hurts, you know I do. And each time that, that Peter responds to Jesus, Jesus gives him the call again. You are still my man. You are still the one I called. When I told you I was going to build the church on you, that was not uh, something I was going to have to change down the road. You are still the one I called. I'm just restoring you now and reaffirming the call to you. So the lesson that day for him and for us as we blow it in life sometimes is that no matter what you may do wrong or how you may blow it, Jesus' forgiveness of you, towards you, that you accepted because you said, I'll accept this gift of forgiveness and this life in you. Jesus' forgiveness of you means that you're always his. So he will always restore you to the call he has on your life. You will never be brought into Jesus and him going, well, you've blown it so many times, I'll accept you, but you got to stay in the corner. You're not allowed to play with others. He'll never say that to you. He always has a call on your life. And it's because he gets the greatest glory when, when, he re, when he reestablishes you in that. So you may be like Peter a little bit, but I mess things up so badly, God. Okay, just remember the cross. I mean, the past month we've looked at set, being set free, being forgiven, being made right before God. So we just move forward as we remember the, what the cross did in our lives and we we give away Jesus and we tell others about him and we, we show others the way. We, we proclaim Jesus in how we live our lives and how we talk to others and how we love on others. Our big idea today in this, in this message is that, that Jesus calls everyone that he saves. And your struggles or your mistakes, they don't ever negate the call. The cross reveals my purpose in following Jesus. The cross, which was an instrument of death for everyone, including Jesus, was also an instrument of life for all of those who, who accept what Jesus did for them. 
So the cross reveals my purpose. I live for one alone and, and love others out of that. That's my purpose in life in following Jesus. So once that forgiveness is accepted, Jesus is accepted. He's my, my Lord, my Savior, my King. I, I follow him and, and I read this word and I get to know it. There's a call that's answered. Everyone saved is called. No one is saved and you're like, yeah, I don't really want to do anything for Jesus. There's not an option there. The cross tells the saved person you have a purpose, calls to, 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 that, to that woman, I've designed you for something, tells that man, I've got something for you to do to, to proclaim my goodness and my glory. I mean, Jesus lived for others and he died on the cross. That's what we remember mostly at Easter. We highlight at Easter. So if we choose to believe in and follow Jesus, the only way to ever live as a believer is to be active in going and telling and serving. I go to people where they are. I tell people my story in Jesus or, or, or I tell people what Jesus has for them and then I serve. I volunteer, I lead, I minister, I, I make things happen that, that people can't make happen for their lives. I do that as an overflow of loving Jesus because of all that he's done for me. We love God and then we show others God by loving them. That's the life of a believer. And if we're not doing that, we're missing the biggest point of following Jesus at this point. The biggest thing in life is saying yes to Jesus so we have that relationship and we have our eternity secured. The next biggest thing as we live life is for others. It's never for me. It's never for me. It's for others. I worship God and I love people. We tell people how to gain eternal life. There's probably nothing better in life than to, than to be a part of leading someone into salvation with Jesus. It's just, it's an eternal thing. It's an eternal thing that we get to be a part of. So, so we, we tell others how to gain eternal life and then we give others what they need. We serve them in areas where they need it. We help them step into freedom in their lives. Moses, if you go back in the Old Testament, he didn't think he had what it took to help people. Like things had gone wrong, he'd made a crazy decision, then he basically just ran away to the, to the backside of the desert and he started a whole new life and, he, and he's like, well, I've blown it, so I'll just live here until I die here. And then a burning bush talked to him one day, right? <laughs> I mean, a lot of us know this story in Exodus 3. Moses is called and he's confused and then it gets confirmed. He sees this bush burning and he's like, but it's not being consumed. He walks up to it and God's talking to him. And, and in this conversation, 40 years after he had run away, God says, hey, Moses, I'm calling you. In verses 7 through 11 of, of Exodus 3, God says to him, hey, I'm calling, I'm calling you now, Moses. My people are hurting. He says, I hear their cries. They suffer because of wicked people. So Moses, I'm calling you to go lead them into a freedom that I planned for them, to walk them through their captor's grip into the place I've prepared. Moses, I'm calling you to lead them through struggle into freedom. 
And Moses' response is, but I can't. I'm still me, and you know me. And so God says in verses 12 through 15, yes, but now you are you with me, and I am, period. I am. God says, hey, it won't always be easy, but I'll make a way because I have a plan, and you're the leader of it. God called Moses. God knew the circumstances Moses was in, but Moses was his man. And the lesson that day is God loves to rescue and then he loves to use reclamation projects to glorify him. Because he's like, we all know this person on their own can't do a thing. But look what can be accomplished through this person saying, God, I will. And you may be like Moses a little. But, I mean, we, we go on in Exodus 3 and you read the story and Moses is like, but what do I do though? Like, I, I stutter. You know I stutter. And, and then I'm me. We ask those things too. Maybe we don't stutter. Maybe our soul stutters or something. But we struggle because it's like, but I, what do I do? I'm not capable. Hey, I, I got some questions to ask you. Do you know you? I mean, all of you do. You know yourself. Do you know your story? Yes, you do. Do you remember your journey to Jesus, to believing in him and following him? Do you remember those things? Do you know those things? Talk. Just talk to people. Talk to people. Listen to people. People are stuck and they're so lost there. So connect them with the only thing that's forever. They're stuck now. So you talk and tell your story, Jesus' story in you, and you connect them with forever. You're not their savior you just tell the story and watch the Savior do His work as the Holy Spirit draws that person. In Luke 19.10, we see Jesus tell us the main reason He came. The, the main mission of God for Jesus was this. He says, for the Son of Man, He's talking, talking about Himself. The Son of Man came to seek and save those who were lost. He came for the poor, the brokenhearted, the bound up, the broke down, the selfish, to see them and free them. He came to find them where they are and set them free with forgiveness. He came to make us fully right with God. That's what Jesus came to do, his number one mission. Find lost, hurting, broken people and save them. So lost people matter to God which means they must matter to us. One of my favorite missionaries said that quote, lost people matter to God, so they must matter to each one of us. That's why the, the final instructions that, that came from Jesus in Matthew 28 are so powerful. This, this final words given to us from the one we follow, our boss in eternity. It's an amazing story. Most of us know it. When we're given the, the great commission to go and, and do all the things that, that, that connect with going. And it says in, in Matthew 28, uh, starting in verse 16, it says that the 11 disciples, because Judas had killed himself, but the 11 disciples after Jesus' resurrection and some of the others that followed Jesus, followed him up to this mountain area and they worshiped him. And in verse 
verses 16 and 17, it's interesting. They'd all, they knew Jesus. They talked with Jesus. They saw him after the resurrection. They were talking to him, walking around. And it says that, that they go and they worship him. And while they're worshiping the risen Jesus, some doubted. Now, old me would be like, sorry, followers. New me would be like, I totally get it. Right? Why in the world would somebody doubt Jesus if he came back from the dead? You know why? Because we're still in process. We still got things to work on, but it doesn't mean we're not called. We never have it all together. We're in process while being perfect. We bumble along even while being blameless. You're absolutely righteous while sometimes being a wreck. You're set and you're still being worked by the master craftsman on the potter's wheel. And then in verses 18 through 20, Jesus says this to them. Now, as you go, not if you want to go or if you're thinking about going or later on when you do go, as you go now, make believers to become followers of me and my word. That's what disciple means. A disciple of Jesus is somebody who says, I believe in you and now I will take this word and I will follow you and what this word tells me to do. That's a disciple. So he says, make disciples, make following believers or believing followers, however you wanna work it. It's gotta have both in there. Make those people. He tells us to make disciples. And then he says, baptize them. Baptize them. That's this, this connection with Jesus that we're gonna see in just a moment where we, we identify with going under the water just like he went in the grave. And then we come out of that water just like he came out of the grave. And we're dripping wet, cleansed by God, just like he was free and clean and, and was, was the victor. And so you, you make that identification with Jesus. Baptism doesn't save you, but it says, I'm his and I'm going to showcase him. And so that's what baptism is. When anybody gets baptized, they're saying, I follow Jesus. And this is evidence of that. And I do it in a public setting, whether it's church or a picnic or a beach or wherever it might be. I do it in a public setting so that people can see I believe in and follow Jesus. And that's what Jesus gives them at the very end. At his last thing he does on planet Earth, he says, as you go, make disciples, see them baptized. Teach them how to follow this word and walk it out. And then he says, never forget, never forget this called people. I will be with you to the very last thing I have for you. To your very last moment, you live called and I am with you to the very last moment. And then you know what? You're with me. At that point, when you're done here, you're with me and we got glory together. The lesson that day for those followers of Jesus, it's not about your ability or your perfection. It's about who you love and who you follow. So will you answer the call to live out a Jesus-focused life? And you may be like those who doubted a little. I mean, these are ones that are legends in our lives from this book who doubted him. I do truly believe, but, but that's a lot to consider Giving everything. I mean, I love this and that. I don't like that so much. I can give that up. We, we struggle with certain things. 
We doubt. So let's be real here. I felt like the Lord gave us four questions to ask ourselves before we go into celebrating baptism. Do I really want to care for others more than myself? You know that answer. What if it gets too personal or too in my face with what this asks me to live out? Like what if this says, you go up to that person at H-E-B and you pray this prayer over them and you prophesy over them. I can hug somebody on Sunday, but that person at H-E-B, I don't know her. What if it gets too personal and too in your face following Jesus? What if people bug me and I don't want to do life with them? Hey, relationships mean we're going to walk, woo, and then we're going to walk, ow. But it's okay. What if I'm really bad at it? I mean, what if I mess up? What if I get busy and forget? I mean, I get so distracted, you know? <laughs> we all get distracted. You got to choose. You got to choose who you're going to serve. You got to choose what matters most. Jesus always calls those he saves. There's no other way, no other way to live as his. And remember this. I'm going to ask the, the ones getting baptized to make their way up here. Remember this. The creator of heaven. This is what we've been celebrating the most. Y'all can come on up. Y'all can head up that way. Um, the creator of heaven left his creation of heaven to come down here and become one of us to save all of us on a cross, to set you free, to forgive you, to make you right in the eyes of God, just as if you've never, ever, ever sinned. He did all of that. And then he says, now as you go, as you go, as you go, do these things. Lost people, matter to God, they have to matter to us. That's the life of a believer in Jesus. That's the life of someone who says, I accept that gift and I will follow you all the days of my life. Live called. And if you're like, I don't quite know what that looks like, get good people and ask them to pray for you and pour into your life and help you step into that. There's always a way to step into the life of being called. Thank you for listening. For more sermons and full service replays, visit our media page on hcfburnett.org and follow us on social media. God bless and have a great week.